Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Welcome to Chris's Comics Podcast. My name is Chris Thunderbolt Wakefield, also known as the Pull Wizard, and this is a podcast about comic books. With me, as always, is my co-host, punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. Jay Bidette. Hello, I'm miserable. <laughs> Why are you miserable? Because we're going to talk about comics, and I think I've been hiding from myself how much I've been, un- well, just not enjoying comics right now. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got some stinkers to talk about. There's no disguising that fact. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about, well, it's just going to be a catch up episode, just uh, talking about all the latest issues we've been reading from our pull list. Yeah. Um, but before we dive into that, I want to talk about something that I've just watched literally like an hour ago, mm. and I want to rave about it. And it's the latest DC animated movie from Warner Brothers Animation, oh. Batman: Soul of the Dragon. Oh god! And I loved it. In my opinion, it's the best DC animated movie since Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, it's so good. No, it, what have you have you watched it? No, but the trailer was like it looked dire. I couldn't. Oh, I'm telling you, mate. It's it, okay. Look, I'm not gonna lie. It's got some very mixed reviews. <laughs> a lot of people hating it, but a lot of people loving it. And I'm in that camp. I honestly enjoyed this movie more than most of the live action DC movies I've seen lately. <laughs> it's just an awesome martial arts cartoon. Like it's full on kung fu seventies black exploitation cartoon <laughs> with a t- tiny bit of Batman. Some may say. Batsploitation, but um, but no, I want loads it's of like, Batman. I don't want it to be hidden behind. Well, li- if you want, if you want Bruce, lots of Batman, it, then you you won't like this film. But it for anyone that likes seventies films like James Bond, you know Bruce Lee, Shaft, you're gonna love this. Uh, it's it's not a Batman movie, but it doesn't even matter. I think it kind of does. It's just so good. It honestly, mate, it's so good. It doesn't matter. Like he doesn't actually properly appear in the movie. Until like an hour in, um, I hate it like, already. And his screen time totals no more than like five to ten minutes in the whole film. Oh fuck this film! But it's for me. Like I usually, I'd say, oh, cash grab, poor marketing. But in this case, I ain't even mad because it was so good. You know, Batman's not the main character. That's fine. I don't care. The, the, get this, dude. The main character is called Dick Dragon. Like what the fuck? And there's a the main and there's a villain in the movie called King Snake. Like that just tells you what kind of a movie you're getting. Did did you get the? Hold on, just for all the listeners, 
did you definitely watch the correct movie? Because this sounds like you watched a porn <laughs> parody, especially with the whole like Batman not really technically being in it. Did you just yeah. watch? Did you just watch porn? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, mate. The music in it was straight from a seventies porno. <laughs> Full <laughs> on, like boom, throughout the whole <laughs> no. thing, and it was just, just glorious, absolutely glorious, like. Honestly, the opening scene is straight out of a James Bond movie, and it is so cool. Like, I knew from that moment I was going to love it. It's just absolutely nuts. So, like, the main character was actually called Richard Dragon. I just shortened that um, for comedic effect. Well, no, you just because that's Dragon. what you're doing. It's fucking Dick Grayson. There's Dick in yeah, DC. Dick, so, yeah. Dick, Dick Dragon does sound like a porn star name. Um, so, but, yeah, he's <laughs> been taken straight from the 70s DC Kung Fu comics and reimagined as basically Bruce Lee. I can because see on the artwork in... he looks exactly like Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> in the comics, he's actually a white blonde guy. So he's basically an Iron Fist ripoff. Right. Um, but in this, he's just Bruce Lee. And um, he's one of the students that Bruce Wayne gets trained with, along with Lady Shiva and Bronze Tiger. Um, and it's just so good, man. I mean, the animation is phenomenal in it. The character development was great. The story had me hooked. There were some great twists. The script flowed perfectly. It had some great humor. And the soundtrack was the absolute highlight. It was just like Luke Cage. You know, just like, the, it. you know. Funk soul, about soul. brother shit, yeah. Oh, honestly, so good. Even the sound effects, like, genuinely sounded like they were from an old kung fu movie. You know, there, there was just so much, like, care and thought into making this, like, feel authentic like a proper tribute to the 70s martial art films because i went for a stage of being obsessed with the bruce lee movies like i got the box set the dvd box set of all of his films so this just like took me back to that ah that explains you know I mean? it i've never been like um that bothered about kung fu like it it's got a bit like it, which is weird for me to say because obviously daredevil and batman being like my favorite characters and they're so deeply enthralled in like ninja and karate and basically all kinds of like you know martial arts but i just remember like kung fu bored me especially 70s but man, kung fu. in the 70s everybody was kung fu fighting boo boo <laughs> but but right let me tell you something that might make you consider watching this at some point it actually reminded me of the batman the animated series because it had similar pacing and a similar story style where, like, Batman isn't the central focus and it's all about the moving pieces around him. And it was also produced by Bruce Tim, so that makes sense. Mm. You know, I watched all the extras on the Blu-ray afterwards and there was an interview with Bruce Tim, and he said that this was basically his love letter to the 70s and also a tribute to 70s Batman scribe Denny O'Neill, who passed away last year. So it's just... It's just so, such a an authentic like tribute to that period, you know. It's it's. I thought it was so well done. It's action packed, and it was also like bold in the freedom of being a standalone film, you know. And this is what I want more f- from DC animated movies now, you know. Some originality, some unconventional stories and style. I can't wait for the the JSA World War Two one. But did it have the same animation like animation style as uh, Man of Tomorrow? No, no, it's a uh, different style. Oh. I think that's what they're doing now with each with each one because technically the Man of Tomorrow one 
was the first in the new uh, yeah in the new timeline you know, DC animated because I'm looking at my spine of my Blu-ray for this one, and they've done that shit thing where like they put like a, an image along the spine so it like when they're all together it makes something, mm. and I can I can tell that the one that I have is like the start but not the first one. It says like the it has the D for DC but only like the second half of it and like Wonder Woman's like half of Wonder Woman in it. So the first one will be that Man of Tomorrow one. So I'm gonna have to get that just to for, for the collection, the collector in me, the completionist. Um, but yeah, I think that's what they're doing now. They're starting this new, new animated. I don't want to say animated universe because they're not connected. They're just that's that's what they're doing now. They're having separate ones, each one different animation animation style. You know, self-contained. You know. Um, original kind of story and you know that's what i want from from the stuff now it doesn't have to be all connected they, they could do that with the live action movies now too you know yeah i i just i personally i, I just don't see a, a 70s kung fu film that batman just having to slide in for 10 minutes as being my cup of yeah, tea yeah well the thing is like Br- bruce wayne is in like the movie but he's only like as batman for like a very small portion, it's quite funny because, like the the main character, you know, Dick Dragon, he's uh, he keeps like saying, "Go on, go on, put your Batman costume on." <laughs> he's like forcing him to be Batman, and he's almost saying like, "Well, you need to be dressed as Batman at some point for the <laughs> for the film." You know, it's called Batman: Soul of the Dragon. You're gonna have to wear the costume at some point. The more um, you talk about it, the less you sell this to me. Oh, but it's such a good. A good film, man. Like if it if you don't look at it like it's a Batman movie, and just watch it and appreciate it for what it is, it's so good. Mm. I'm not selling it to you. Am I? No, and I'm not in the mood to be sold anything. To be honest, <laughs> this right. has been this well, is, uh, comics are tragic right now. Uh, let me let me talk about something that I've read then. So. I carried on with uh, New 52 Wonder Woman. Uh, I read trade number three, Iron, um, by Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang. Oh, yeah. And, they... <laughs> and you you were right. Um, I'm kind of out now from New 52 Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I gave it the old, like, three trade try, and, yeah, it's fine, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I guess that. I'm going to... St- I'm going to stick with the DC Rebirth stuff. Like, that's good, man. I got trade number one of uh, Wonder Woman Rebirth called The Lies, and I loved it. I know, I can't wait to get up to that bit. Yeah, it was so good, man. Like, um, the story was good. The artwork in it is phenomenal. Like, I just, I couldn't wait to to place my order for the next one, which isn't trade two, because that's the year one. It's trade three that follows from this. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to carry on with it, man. It's sick, really good stuff. Um, much more my my thing than the uh, the new Fifty Two stuff. It well, was, you know, I lo- I like my off the wall and my like wacky stuff, but it was just too much. Like it didn't really, it wasn't like it didn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm having this this issue right now with um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's uh... oh right. It's I'm all for being absolutely out there, wacky, insane, but like, Pete, like, well, we do spoilers, don't we? So Peter Quill died, 
and then the whole comic's been without him and it's about them getting through it without Peter, which I was like, that this is cool. Like we're we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy without Peter Quill. And it's quite cool how they're having to kind of like evolve around it and how there's like realizing how important he was, even though they knew he was important, etc. Um and then just randomly uh, they threw in Oh, he's alive, but he's in this other world with gods and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll accept that. That's fine. As long as we bring it together nicely. And in this last one, in issue 11, he's just appeared. He's just come back and even there, like, like, where have you been? And he's like, I'm not really sure. And I'm like, I, neither am I. Can someone sort this <laughs> out, please? And then... <laughs> He's kicking some ass and he's he's doing really well because um, he's like he's super powered now, but he's technically like hundreds of years old and it's it's not Peter Quill. This is the the problem I have when you take a character and you do so much to it that it's not the character anymore. That's not Peter Quill, and I feel then it has as much impact as just randomly dropping a, a super powered individual into this team. With no background, that's the effect it's had. The, you can argue, oh, it does have background. It's Peter Quill. It's not though. It's not Peter Quill. So I don't have the connection anymore. So I don't care. I'm really confused by this character, and you're just throwing him in. And it's a shame because Guardians has been nice and steady. It's this whole King and Black thing. It's managed to keep telling its story whilst also keeping in the tone of King and Black, whereas others have just been like. I don't know what it's like for some other comics. Captain Marvel, they... I feel like they they told the writer of Captain Marvel, King in Black's coming up, and he's just finished, like, a story where she got transported to, like, uh, the other side of the planet, the other side of Earth, in, like, a base that no one knew where it was. She's only been back for a few issues, and he's gone, ah, oh, shit, and transported her to 100 years in the future. He's just done it again. I was just, and only when King of Black's coming, I've gone, that's why he's done it. He's gone, oh, I can't be bothered with this. So she's 100 years in the future now, and that's why you've not seen her pop up. She's nowhere. <laughs> she's too OP. That's the problem yeah, with Captain Marvel. Stick her in any situation, and it'll just be over. Mm. You know. Although Sentry died. Mm. Sentry died. That yeah. was a big thing. He's dead. He's dead. I'm reading Valkyrie. Uh, the last of the Valkyries, or Return of the Valkyries, or the Valkyries never dies, or to, whatever it is, Golden Valkyrie. I don't know. It sounds like a fucking a mixture between a James Bond title and a Lord of the Rings title, but um, <laughs> yeah, the new Valkyrie comic. I am always got time for Jane Foster, and again, it's kind of dealing with King and Black from the very, very edges, the precipice. Um, so I'm I'm cool with that, but everything else is really, like, <laughs> like can we talk about Miles Morales, please? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you you want to talk about the issue that I touched on last episode? Is it issue uh, twenty two? The one with uh, the one with uh, Vulture's granddaughter. Yes, and that's the late. That's the latest issue. I think the new one comes out this Wednesday. It comes out tomorrow. But from. Yeah. Yeah, from your posts on Instagram, I don't think you'll be picking that up, no, right? No, Miles is... is well and truly dropped by you. <laughs> oh, so hard! Like I opened to the, the drop zone. I felt we should come up with a 
Let's come up with a, drink, a jingle for the drop zone. Oh, we should have a drop. I did because it was the drop zone, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll yeah. bring if anyone out there um, <laughs> wants to make us a little jingle for the drop zone, please email it to what's your email, Chris? Uh, Chris's Comics Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah, anyone, just uh, anything of any kind, just something that really accentuates us flinging a comic into. Ex- you know, into the never, into the void. <laughs> I might just use that as like a little clip <laughs> that you nah. just did. The drops out there. <laughs> oh, but there was, it was, I I cannot tell you how jarring it is to see that. The artwork on the cover is beautiful. Whoever's doing the cover art of all these Miles comics is great. They've been consistent. But I opened it up and I was, I was thinking, have I accidentally got a draft issue? Is this like a first draft, the way it's drawn? It looks like a sketch. And then I'm two pages in. I'm going, this is this is dire. Why why, is, <laughs> why has this been allowed to be printed? There's not even like, <laughs> yeah. there's no contour or shading. Everyone is as flat as a Peppa Pig character. It's so <laughs> bizarre how they've done it. And then all it was is, it was just like the love try. I don't know if they're trying to make a love triangle between him and Genke and uh, Genke and um, the bird he used to date. Who I, by the way, I'd completely forgotten she'd existed because he's been chasing Vulture, uh, Starling, Vulture's granddaughter, who mm. again, she's like, I'm only just learning all this stuff about my grandfather. Really? A world-renowned criminal? You're only just learning that I have all the shit he's done? Even though it's like... I mean, dude, I've there's documentaries on Netflix now about like people who've only killed. Say people who've only killed four people. They've killed four people, but there's full documentaries on them. In their world, Vulture would have like ten docu series, one movie. He'd have a Netflix show. Yeah, <laughs> like the idea that she's gone her whole life not knowing how bad he is is just not. I I that was. That was too much for me. I just I can believe she can fly. I can believe a mutant spider can give two people powers. Um, I can't believe she didn't know. <laughs> that's the, the that's the thing that's most far stretched in all of this. And when that happens, when you take something that's already pretty far fetched and it becomes silly, that's when you have issues. Like um, in in Man of Steel, when I'm all, I like Man of Steel. It's not a terrible film, especially for Superman. I'm not the biggest Superman fan. But where it gets silly is where his dad sacrifices himself for a dog in a hurricane. And the, everyone's like, the right decision is for Clark not to go save either the dog or his dad. Even though it is totally possible he can run as fast as the Flash. He could easily do this. His dad, why his dad has to die for him to? It was just, it's too silly. It gets too silly, and yeah, I, this is. Oh, I'm, I've got myself worked up. Yeah, it, it's heartbreaking to see. You know, this is meant to be one of Marvel's flagship characters, like you know Miles Morales, like the next Spider-Man, and there's just no care or thought put into this book anymore. No, it seems like the writer doesn't care editorial doesn't care they don't care what artist they get on the book the artists are shit they don't care like no one cares about this character and it's heartbreaking no you know it's just so sad and the thing is man the same thing in my opinion is happening in amazing spider-man with peter 
it's just gone off the rails completely. And I don't know what Nick Spencer is thinking. And same again for editorial. It's just it's so unfocused and shite. Like I just and I, I, and I, I hate to be in a position where you know two of my favorite characters I don't enjoy their books anymore. I just don't. I feel Nick Spencer. I won't say a bad word about him, but what I will say is, and I, I sent you some pictures, he's treading water that Marvel has already treaded before. And what I like about Nick Spencer is he normally does stuff that's quite original, makes you see a side of it, that a uh, human side of a, a character that was never there before. Like Ant-Man, like always come back to his Ant-Man. Ant-Man was great. His Ant-Man yeah, run. I because just, seeing him honestly, as a... I just don't feel like he knows how to write Peter. I just I don't I don't know what he's doing with him. I think he I think he's he'd be a fantastic. He should now be consulting on this book. He'd be good for because he's he has a lot of Spider-Man knowledge and he's really good at writing Spider-Man, but you write it's the Peter stuff he seems to be struggling with because bear in mind like, whilst everything's been going on these past, like, what, 25 issues, the past 25 issues, Peter's not, from what I can tell, he's not gone to work, he's not been home. What happened to Boomerang? What happened to all him living with Boomerang thing? Um, there's a lot happened that has been completely mm. disregarded that was set up in the first five or ten issues, and it's so yeah. far into wherever it is that we've forgotten that he... He has a job and he has a life and that's his mission. It's balancing the both of them. And once you get rid of that, it becomes like this weird, he loses some of his identity. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you want to talk any more about Amazing Spider-Man or yeah, I mean, something else? Yeah, can we talk about how the fact that uh, Nick Spencer killed Spider-Man more times than... Uh, Doctor Who's been killed apparently and regenerated him as many times and Oh yeah. Were, I mean I didn't know how I felt about that because I feel like when you read other Marvel books, the way that they talk about coming back from death is quite a um it can go one of two ways, as it were. But it was used so haphazardly in this, it was just used like uh I who's what's the name of the fucking um What's the name of the bad guy? I always like forget its name. Kindred. Kindred. Kindred just kills him and brings it. Do we ever find out how he brings him back? Have we found out anything still yet about how Kindred works? It's this. It's definitely you know the what? giant I... millipede on it. On him has something to do with it. I I have no idea how Harry has become this like all powerful like supervillain. It it makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. I mean, the, the annoying thing is, when that character was first introduced early on in the arc, like, well, I say in the arc, it was in the first, like, five issues of of, of the run, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, there was that courtroom scene. It appeared, and I think there was something going on with um, Mysterio as well. Yeah, Mysterio. And I was, like, genuinely into it. I was like, this is creepy. This is awesome. Like, I'm fully on board with this new villain, you know? Mm. And, like... The more it got dragged out and the more it went on, the you know, the more I lost interest in it. And then when it was revealed that it was just Harry, I completely lost interest. I was just like, Well, I really don't care anymore. It's not to me, it's like it's not a new character anymore. It's just some weird version of Harry that I don't quite understand how this has happened. Um yeah, I just was 
not invested in it at all, and I still don't understand it, really. I mean, the one thing about the Osbournes, and it's a, maybe a bit of an unpopular opinion in the Spider-Man world, but I don't like the whole Osborne and Green Goblin stuff, really, because what always struck me as weird is, and has never been explained, even though I've read up loads on it to me, um, is why on earth they go, the Osbournes originally went... I'm going to dress as a goblin. Like, that never really ever made sense to me. Like, you make weapons, yes. Make yourself super strong, yes. Become a psychopath, yes. Disguise yourself, yes. I'll be an impish-looking goblin. No, that never made sense. And then I've always kind of given it, because it's so long ago, I've given it a pass. And it's grown on me because it was in the cartoons. But then it happened again with this. He's kindred. It looks terrifying. And then it turns out he doesn't look like that. It's just a mask. And that was... Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Make him be that. Make He can still be <laughs> Harry, but make him be that horrible creature. And that makes him more scary. Now I know he's just got a mask on. He's no scarier than a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, man. I'm so checked out on ASM. I just can't be arsed anymore. And the the fluctuation in the quality of art as well has just like got me like so frustrated too. Because like Mark Bagley, they've had him on and off that I think, haven't they? And yeah, he's great. Like he's you know he did Ultimate Comic Spider Man back in the day. You know he's I really enjoy his stuff. But um, you know there's just been like I say, it's frustrating to see characters like Peter and Miles who are meant to be like Marvel's like big guns. There's just no real care in any of these books anymore. They don't care what artist they get on there. They don't care how it looks. And it's just like, how is this how is this passable? Well, do you know you, what I mean? You know what was more has been more annoying, and I think has shone a bigger light on it for me. Uh, Zack Snyder came out and said if he could do any film, Marvel film, he would do the Electra saga. Uh, saga. Now. I own that, but I've never read it. I don't know why I own it and haven't read it, but I just do. It's an old copy you saw. Um, I just picked it up somewhere. I thought, you know what? This is a fantastic excuse to read it because I want to know why he's picked that. Now, it's the most Zack Snyder answer I can think of now that I've read it because in order for him to, to do the Electra saga, he would need to take control of Daredevil like the the films as well, because half of the Electra saga is about Daredevil. So when he says he wants that, he actually wants Daredevil, which no fucking thank you. You stay the fuck away from Daredevil, <laughs> Snyder. Right? Do not touch him. Do, do not touch him. You can't look at him the same way he can't look at you, okay? It's not. <laughs> um, but, it's, it's, but, but what's really... An, illuminated me to like modern comics or the runs we're going through now is this is the Electra saga is clearly some like spiderman.lr shit you know like an add on oh, really? yeah yeah it's clearly like an add on to the main Daredevil story was, that's been going on at the time but was it's it a brilliant. miniseries? Or... yeah yeah but it's fan yeah. it's, it's a miniseries and I reckon it spanned a uh, a couple of years because a lot happens to Daredevil in that time and in Electra's alarm to Electra as well. I'm not saying she's not the main focus. She is for about the first third 
and the maybe the last third. But in the middle, she disappears completely, and it is a Daredevil-driven story with her very, very, very much in the background. Um, but I, I, I was reading it and going, even though I'm not reading the Daredevil run right now, I'm just reading this. This is great. I've mm. got a good grasp of what's going on. I'm totally invested in everything going on here. And it's just really well done. And there's no, like, jumps in art. It's the same art as was in the Frank Miller Daredevil at the time, I think. But then I'm picking up... Is it is it Tim Sale who did the art in that? Let me have a look. Hold on. Let me go grab it. I'm probably completely wrong, but I remember the cover that you posted and it looked a bit Tim Saley. You know, the guy who did Long Halloween. Yeah, hold on. Right, hold on. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, let me sit down with this. Um, here we go. Electra Saga. Oh, it's both Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen. They're both. Oh, so it's Frank Miller art. Uh, Klaus Janssen is just the inker, right? Yeah, so Frank Miller must have done everything. Oh, shit. Well, I'm, I'm interested in checking that out now because you know how I like Uncle Frank. Yeah. I mean, it's Dark Knight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a. I did. I watched a YouTuber who pointed out that technically, Dark Knight Batman is just a copy of Daredevil because he wrote Daredevil first and changed him from being right, right, a campy yeah, yeah. character to this this character. And then DC went, do something with us. And went, okay, I'll take your Daredevil, which is Batman, and stop him being campy. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, elect- so Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, it is about in the. I, I wouldn't even say. And maybe I'm, I'm saying she disappears for longer than she does. Maybe she doesn't. You know, I'm, I'm flipping through and she's in it a lot. She is in it a lot, but there is a lot of daredevil-driven stuff. But it, it's just so good, and the paneling's amazing. And I bet you, you didn't have to read this at the same time as Daredevil. I bet you, it's like, oh no, but this is where the big, the big thing happens. Um, so is that the complete uh, miniseries in that trade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to lend you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool, man. I'll just lend yeah. you, yeah. I was yeah. going I was, I was to say I'll I'll buy a copy uh, because um, you can't actually get a new copy because it's so old. So you'd have to get one on eBay, you know, a second-hand one. Um, mm. But, yeah, if I could borrow that off you, that'd be sick, man. I'm currently um, halfway through rereading Doom Patrol uh, brick by brick again um, <laughs> because I'm having <laughs> having Doom Patrol withdrawal. I need more Doom Patrol in my life, so I'm rereading that and enjoying it even more this time, actually. Well, let, I mean, um, th- this is a thing, isn't it? We've got King and Black happening in Marvel, which is kind of slowing the creative process of everything that isn't meant to be King and Black. Um down and then over at DC, they're doing future future slate state, whatever it is. Um, future state, future, yeah, yeah. And I, the only comics I'm picking up from DC right now is Batman Black and White and the Harley Quinn detective book. Um, other than that, it's yeah, I'm, I'm like getting two comics a week now. Yeah, my pull list is super light now. Um, that's why I'm sort of rereading some of my old stuff. Like I've been rereading like Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, um, you know, just stuff that I like that I know I enjoy. Um, but yeah, actually, I'll talk about the Future State stuff because, as you know, I mentioned last episode. You know, I've I've uh, ordered a few of them and I've, I've got through them now and I've got a lot to say about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
So, actually, that's probably a good segue. Let's talk about that now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Future State. Um, so I got uh, I got a few on the on the recommendation of Fieldmouse because he told me they're all good. You can't go wrong. I was like, okay, I'll just I'll pick up a few from like you know ones that seem interesting to me. And um, <laughs> I've got to say, it's very hit and miss. Right. Very hit and miss. Um, that's better. I, I thought was... you were going to say. I've been duped again. It's all shit. <laughs> well, I got, as I was getting through Justice League, Harley Quinn, Batman the Dark Detective, and New Batman. Is it the next Batman it's called? It's called the next Batman. I was getting Convergence flashbacks. I was like, oh my God, they're all shit. They're all terribly shit and I've wasted my money. Um, but then I got to the Wonder Woman books and dude... They're really, really fucking good. Uh, so there's Immortal Wonder Woman and just Wonder Woman, which is the new Wonder Woman, the Yara Floor, she's called. Um, and they're both just two-issue series. I think they're both out now. Yeah, I think Immortal yeah. Wonder Woman comes out this Wednesday, issue two. Yeah. Uh, so I've just got that to read. But yeah, All the covers um, the look first amazing issue... for them, by the way. All the covers have looked amazing. Yeah, the um, the first issue for Immortal Wonder Woman, uh, I've got right here. It's written by Becky Cloonan, and the art is by Jen Bartel. She's the one that did Blackbird, I think, that we really like the art on. Right. Oh, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's so good, man. I mean, if you, you know, if you can see the cover for issue one, it's just gorgeous. It's Diana, she, and she's whipping the lasso around her as she's hovering in the air, and she's wearing Batman's belt. And it's just such a fucking cool image. Like, the colours are gorgeous. Like, it's such a, a nice cover. And the best thing about it is that art, that quality continues in in the interior. And it's just so nice to look at. And um, the story by Clunan is fantastic too. So, from what I can grasp from this Future State stuff, um, it's obviously set <laughs> way in the future. But... Not all of the books are at the same time. Some of them are like more into the future than others, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, which makes it a bit confusing when you're trying to like tie it all together. But the the way I look at it is, just read each one as if it's an Elseworlds story, wh- wherever it doesn't really matter. Don't try and tie them together. Mm. Um, but yeah, Immortal Wonder Woman, great. Um, set in a future where Bruce is meant to be dead. Um, you find out in. Uh, Batman Dark Detective that he's not actually dead, um, which kind of ruins and negates everything else that's going on in the books. You know, like the next Batman one, it all yeah. focuses on him being the new Batman. But really, he's not, because Bruce is still out there running around dressed as Batman. So I don't know, don't know how that works. But um, yeah, back to the Wonder Woman stuff. Really, really good. Gorgeous art, great story in that immortal one. And the the uh, the oh, what's the word I'm looking for here the the standout uh, no it, it's better than a standout it's fucking the pinnacle it's the pinnacle it's the best of future state I've read anyway um and it's the best stuff I've read this year and that's future state Wonder Woman it's Yara Floor the new character um and it's by Joelle Jones, she does the writing and the art in it, and Jordi Belair does the colouring. 
And first of all, the book looks incredible. Um, I just, I love it to bits, man. It's so different from anything else that, like, DC have got out there right now. It's like, um, it's like a mix between um, Beetlejuice meets Xena Warrior Princess meets Chilling Adventures of Sabrina meets Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. <laughs> okay. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like a mix of like, and, and you get Greek and Brazilian mythology mixed together. So it's kind of like, um, it's like what Brian Azzarello was trying to do in that New 52 Wonder Woman stuff to I say, didn't you're, like. You're, you're talking it's about like, stuff that sounds very New 52-ish. Yeah, but it's way better than that because there's like loads of humour in it, but there's also loads of emotion in it. It's just fantastic character development. It's so well written. And it is just an absolute joy to read. Um, I just, I need more of this character in this book. Like, two issues is just not enough. Um, and I think she's coming back as Wonder Girl, isn't she? In main continuity. Oh, is she? So I don't know how that works, but um, I kind of wish that she was still called Wonder Woman, though. Um, and not Wonder Girl, but whatever. But yeah, she's sick. She's got a great costume, a great personality. She's a great character. Like she's not just like she's by no means a Wonder Woman rip or you know anything like that. She's she's totally unique character. Um, this book's just crazy, man. Yeah, I thoroughly recommend you you know check it out. Well, you thoroughly recommended reading uh, the next Batman, but for other reasons. <laughs> let's talk about that then so i gave this to you to read because it was so shite do you agree it's really shite <laughs> uh yes and no i'm i'm a little divided here because how much did you pay for this well um too much i think uh, you paid, I paid too co- much i paid cover cover price whatever it was it says nine dollars yeah so, so i'm feeling I like that that's possibly part of your, the chip on your shoulder. Um, I don't mind the actual Batman story in it. I didn't mind that. It was just short and sweet. as as a starting issue, as an introduction to you know Tim as Batman. Like it was so disappointing. It's just completely like flop in my opinion. It was just it was it's it was just a story. It wasn't anything special. But then no. the next thing with Katana. I was like, wait, what? What's going on? And then you got the switches back with fucking... Oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, let, kill him already. And then um, the last story... This is the thing about that book. Like, I hated the fact that it was a tiny bit of the new Batman stuff and then loads of shite filler. Yeah. Like, that last story. Like, oh, I didn't even read it. that? I didn't even read it. I, I, I read, did two pages of whatever that last story was. And there was so much exposition and, and boxes, little text boxes. I went, hold on, what's going on here? And just like flicked through the pages and saw so much. I was like, nah, nah, I'm not doing this. Fuck off. <laughs> Didn't even entertain it. No. So whatever the Arkham, the Arkham or whatever he's called looks like Optimus Prime. It's. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the guy that's meant to have killed Batman. This guy that. So it's like martial law or something, isn't it? And it's almost like. Civil War. It's not like they've ripped Civil War from Marvel, and anyone in a mask now. It's like crossing Civil War and like Judge Dredd or something. Hmm. Like anyone in a mask just like gets shot, and and that's basically you know 
the state of this future state now, it's like, you know, it's it's just so shit. <laughs> and this is the problem that I have with you know that book in particular is they've got the cheek to charge that price for it and then just put all this crap in. Like it's just like it's it's salting, man. <laughs> no, you know? but yeah, it's it's a cash in this to get the first issue with the new Batman who is of colour, so it's like, oh and yeah, it's just it is a cash in. There was nothing really like even the cover you've got is like this amazing Wonder Woman eighty four variant, uh, which I'll be honest, I'd frame that. I love that. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's boss. And that. But, and, well, don't, don't don't frame it because it's mine. <laughs> but that's what I mean. You, you could frame that and be like, "That's one comic I'm never going to have to worry about picking up again." You know what? You're absolutely right because I will never read that again. I may as well stick it in a frame. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're totally right. Now, I just wanted to share my disappointment and my frustration with you um, by giving you that to read, because you were like, well, I can't just read it online. I was like, no, you need to see how big this book is, how thick it is, how full it is of shit, and um, yeah, <laughs> how disappointed I am in it. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating because, like I say, DC, this future state stuff, like there's been a very small percentage of it that's really, really good, but loads of it is awful. So it's like... I can't, I can't be like mad at DC when there's a small percentage of stuff that they're putting out that's really good. Um, I don't like let's... a lot at the moment. I just like I even took a chance on uh, Deep Beyond number one. It was uh, on Image Comics, and it was just a hot mess of. Oh really? Yeah, I can't remember. Hold on, let me just get it. Have I got it saved here? If I go right, Deep Beyond. When did it come out? It came out two weeks ago. Right, here we go. Um, who does it? So it's from Mirka Andolfo, who did Unnatural oh, and Mercy. She did um, all those sexy pig and um, naughty devil and angel comics that I liked. Oh, really? Oh, they didn't put that. They yeah. Just, they just put... Uh, un- oh, yeah, Unnatural. It's Unnatural, isn't it? Mm, um, unnatural and Unsacred. Yeah, and teamed up with writer David Goy. Uh, and rising star artist Andrea Bricardo, who did Doctor Afra and uh, Empire X Men, and it's it's like it's like end of the world kind of stuff, and it's it doesn't breathe, it doesn't how how do I put it? It doesn't do anything new. That was the most disappointing thing. I'm picking up a comic. You're not fixed on a budget here. You can do whatever you want in this world, and it was already by about four pages in, like. Yeah, this could, I've seen this five times before at least, and mm. by the end of it, I still I had no idea what was going on, but not in a good way. I didn't know who any characters were. One of the characters you introduced to, um, and they spent some time with, is dead, is killed, and then he's not even been important. So I just didn't understand. Maybe it'll read good in trade, but as of beginning issue, that's straight in uh, drop zone. I'm not picking up another one. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, do you want to talk about Batman Black and White issue two? Yeah, go on. Have you got it in front of you? Because I couldn't find mine. I know I've got it, but... Go and grab it, because I want to go through it. Oh, bloody um, hell, Chris. It's not, it's not easy for me to get. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not... Is it not? No. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think if I can describe it to you. Uh, 
But I wasn't as keen on this one at all. Like, I really enjoyed the first one. I thought, okay, this is this is cool. This is like, you know, a little bit different. You know, we went through it and we said what we liked. Uh, you know, there's a lot of variety in it. Mm. But at the core of it, it was good Batman storytelling, you know. But this one, um, it did nothing for me. Like, Oh, really? You start, yeah, you start off with um, Tom King. Um, and then Mitch Gerrards is the artist, and it's a fuck. I rolled my eyes as soon as I opened it because I saw the names. I was like, okay, Tom King, Tom King, and Mitch Gerrards. I know what to expect from this, and I opened it, and it was the fucking nine-panel grid, of course, wasn't it? I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what, I know what you mean do. now. And not not only that, but it's fucking um, it's Tom King with his whiny Batman poems and quotes and songs, you know, for the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like I hate that. I hate that style that he's just like become. I, you know, as soon as I see that, I've just got no investment in it whatsoever. And, you know, Batman's trying to save this like preacher man from this like church collapsing, and he takes off his mask and like starts crying and stuff. And it's like that's not fucking Batman. <laughs> Batman would drag his ass out of there. Like he would just sit there and cry and just watch him die. Like. While, like, a sad song plays in the background or something, like, I don't know, man. I just, I hated that. And from that moment on, I was just like, I'm not feeling this book. <laughs> and then you turn the page and you've got, like, Sophie Campbell doing this Catwoman story. And there's, like, no dialogue in it whatsoever. It's all just, oh, like, yeah, 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 really yeah. basic, basic black and white drawing. I mean... I know that's what the fucking book's about, you know, to showcase different styles of art in black and white. But this one did nothing for me. It just reminded me of like, like a like a cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon. But not also, in a good when way. you wear white on you white, know, like, that doesn't work. That isn't the same as like black in black. No. If you wear white, unless it's like Arctic tundra snow, you can see someone in white <laughs> against snow. So the idea that Batman will go, yeah, she's she's in a. She, yeah, I was about to. She's in Gotham Yeah, the City idea that Batman would go, snow. where's like... she gone, is like ludicrous at best. <laughs> um... yeah. I don't know. So I didn't like that one either. And then the next one was by Gabriel Hardman and Karina Beckchio. Um, he did the art, Gabriel Hardman. And this one was like, okay, this is one where like Joker was in it. Like I thought the art was quite like atmospheric and cool. Um but again nothing to write home about. Then you get the Dustin Weaver one, which is called Jewel. Um and it's this is really weird like white Batman in like a white like Oh I loved that. No, around. I really I was like, like this is an entire trade paperback that needs to be made. I need to know how this happened and where it's going? Yeah, well, this is this is what I like. Kind of threw me there because it was like just dropped you in the middle of this thing that felt like it was just a random issue from a run, and I was just kind of. And then it finished with like Alfred being like a zombie or something in like a weird like a weird bat cave with like a coin with like the Illuminati on it and like a, a Triceratops hanging up rather than the the T Rex. And it just ended. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. And then you get the last story, which I didn't like, which is like the the landscape one. 
uh, all the panelling was like, you had to read it, like, turn it on its side. I, I didn't like the sideways art. It was like a... It's a, And it's a really renowned artist that did this as well. What's his name? Um, do, 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 uh, David Aha. Aha! David Aja. Um, and this is his actual uh, debut at DC Comics, this story. Um, I think he did... Did he do Daredevil? Yeah, he did. Daredevil with Ed Brubacker. Um, and so he's like, you know, a renowned artist and stuff, but it just didn't work for me. Hmm. So, yeah, it didn't really do much for me, that book. I I liked it. It was one of the, it was one of the, it, admittedly, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was a light in the dark for me. I, I enjoy them because it, there's no, uh, what's the way? There's no <sighs> consequences but in a good way, just let them do what they want. Like you mentioning that particular one where like there was an alternate Batman and he gets to the ship and sees everything. I loved that. I just immediately, my brain did the rest and made the rest of the story up. I thought that was really clever. Um, and original... That was the best one in it by yeah. far. But I mean, I got to the end and I was all ready for putting this in the drop zone. And then I flipped the page on the on the back there and it says next issue, and there's Kelly Jones. And I was like, bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy that then, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So yeah, so yeah, I'll get issue three, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what? I do want to talk about, um, which I hope you've read, and that is Star Wars: The High Republic. So I read the the, the issue one. Uh, and I talked about it on the last episode, but you hadn't read it yet, had you? Yeah, no, I have And I said, wasn't really into it, um, and then I realised that it was uh, a sequel to the, the prose novel that came out by Charles Sewell mm. called The Light of the Jedi. So I thought, I'll check out that book then, oh. and then I might, might be into it. So read the book. Oh, wow, this is different for you. Meh. Oh. I'm not bothered about the High Republic stuff. Like, I now know who all these characters are, and I still don't care. Like, there's just... My problem is, there's no main protagonist. Like, in the Skywalker saga, you had Luke, Anakin, Rey, and in The Mandalorian, obviously, you got Mando. But in this one, there's just way too many characters and no character development you know, that book was 380 pages and there was no character development. <laughs> there was just too many fucking characters and too many opinions and, like, there was so much going on. Like, you know, the the, the most memorable one to me was the villain. Um, I think he's coming into the comics in issue three. He's called Marchion Rowe, I think his name is. He's got, like, a big eye on his mask in the middle, like a cyclops. No, I've not seen him And yet. he's, like, um, part of the Nihil. And they're they're basically like galaxy pirates, like prospectors that like, um, you know, travel through hyperspace and like, you know, steal and and exploit and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's just not interesting to me, man. And that's sad because it's like it's I love Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. But I honestly, after you know, doing the novel and doing issue one of the comic, I don't care. I'm not going to carry on with it. Um. Oh, wow. What did you think? I'm enjoying it because it's it's 
it's a Star Wars, and I like a Star Wars, and I'm currently it feel like Star Wars though. Weirdly, I, I don't think know what it, it does. Like... I there's a cat, the, the one armed lizard fella has got me interested. Definitely, um, I like how I like how this brand new this this one is just graduating from being a Padawan to being a Jedi um, Knight. So I'm interested to actually see a success story rather than the Anakin story. Like, what happens when it's all good in the hood and you actually are no longer a Padawan and you're working your way up? Uh, and can it still go wrong? So there's a bit... I, I, I've got a bit more hope, but my I'm a Star Wars fan who likes Star Wars. I just, like, get it all in me. I'll deal with the shit when it happens, or maybe I'll look back and go, this was shit. But right now, during this lockdown, I am one with the Star Wars. So I'd rather I'd rather just rewatch all the films and read the other comics. Like I'm, I mean, I, I do want to read got no interest in it. Ever since Leal. By the way, shout out to uh, Nurkle Underground. You've not done an episode since October. This has been the shittest year so far. This is worse than 2020, because at least in 2020, we had episodes of Nerd Cult Underground. And now, we've not got any at the moment, so sort that out. Um, yeah, even uh, Asker Yank has made a comeback this year. Yeah, whereas it's... Um, <laughs> By the way, have you listened to the latest episode? No, I didn't know it was ours. Well, it's revealed that, it's it's pretty big revelation, that Field Mouse has never seen The Goonies. Why is that a shock to you? Well, everyone's seen The Goonies. I've only seen like... The Goonies because you made me watch it at yours. <laughs> I don't remember that. I stayed the night. You found out I hadn't watched The Goonies. So we all watched it in your room. I, all the way through, was going, what the fuck is going on? Expecting, like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I just didn't expect the film that it is. Like, I remember you were getting a bit annoyed at me because I was getting bit... I was going, like, why is this woman, like, after this treasure? Why is... Why is nothing, like... It didn't make any sense, but whatever. We're getting into the Goonies. But I can completely understand when someone hasn't seen the Goonies. I don't it, know, it, It's just a I youth just feel thing, like mate. people of our age, like, that's like a childhood film, isn't it? Like No, because... I, I think it's... I think maybe... I Maybe I'm a bit shocked at him because he's american i feel it's an american uh for like childhood film i'm telling you right now i i feel like gaz gaz and tom had watched the goonies when they were kids but i don't know any other kids who had hmm well I thought it was a bit of a shock, but there you go. <laughs> Why did I we get onto that? everyone had seen the Goonies. Hashtag I digress. Oh, uh, oh yeah, because yeah. I always remember Leal talking about um, the Darth Bane books, which are now in Legends, but I, I, I'm tempted to start getting on that shit as well. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to put as much Star Wars in my body as possible. Uh, I've got like f- one, two, three, four, is that four? Four Star Wars trades staring at me right now that I still haven't read. You know, so there's there's stuff that's got that's p- 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 uh, keeping me interested in comics, but yeah, it's just really difficult right now. I mean, I don't know how other people feel other than me and you. Or maybe to me and you just not get it. Get what? Like get King in Black and get Flat uh, Flatline and get 
Um, future, future state. Future, future fucking <laughs> the shit state. I'm calling it absolute shit state. Um, well, it's it's not. I honestly, I mean, I talked about it last time. How I think it's a good thing than to be experimenting like this. I mean, clearly it's it's working because yeah, they've had some misses there, but. What's come out? If if Yara Floor is the only good thing that's come out of it, then it's it's worth it for two months of DC books on hold. You know, like I say, we've still got the Batman Black and White stuff coming out. We've got um, that that chip chip to ask you Batman book coming out soon as well. Oh shit! Yes, we have, and the Fantastic Four life story you you're looking forward to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, there's there's a fair few things that I'm looking forward to. You know, Tom King, not Tom King, fucking hell, fuck Tom King. Ah. Um, what did I say? Tom, Tom Taylor, Tom Taylor on Nightwing. You know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, there's there's a few things that I'm looking forward to. And to be fair, I'm quite enjoying like my pull list being so light at the moment because sometimes it's really hard to catch up with everything when you've got too much coming out at once. So yeah. I'm quite enjoying the breather and being able to say, <laughs> oh, I don't have much to read now on the floppy side. You know what I want to read that I really enjoyed? That Doom Patrol trade that you lended me. You know, that's cool to, for me to just think, oh, you know, I'll just I'll read something that I've already read that I enjoyed. Do you know what I mean? It's cool. I, love, so, I just love this, that you, you, you've read it once and you're just like, I'll read it again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've not had that since uh, Death of the Family. That oh, yeah, I, me- yeah. I finished that, put it down, and I remember like I looked at my watch and I don't think I had to be in work for two hours and I had no- nothing else to do and just went, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> just, read, just read it again. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just been sat here on the table for ages, obviously waiting for you to come back round and us to swap books again. And I just looked at it and I thought, you know what, before it goes back, I mean, because I don't know how long it's going to be until we can see each other in person again. I just thought, yeah, I definitely want to ch- check that out. I want to read it again before it goes back. So, what have so, yeah. I got of yours? We've done, we always do a swap. What have I got uh, of yours? You, I think you've got uh, Batman Superman Generations, haven't you? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was what it was. So, I guess next time we'll do Electra and something, something of mine that you, you can have. Don't know. Yeah, we'll work on that. Ma- maybe you could even borrow this uh, Wonder Woman Rebirth trade one if you want i don't know i feel like that's something i want to own don't take yeah. that from me I, yeah i know you feel... would i mean from my recommendation anyway i it's a book that i i enjoy to own now this is something i'd reread definitely but i'm gonna gonna carry on with them trades try and get caught up i'm i'm, I'm well well more into uh trade waiting and stuff now you know i feel like our roles have reversed like you used to be the trade man, and I used to be the floppy man, and now we've like <laughs> <laughs> we've switched around, haven't we? Because like I, I I'm way more um... way more brutal with my floppies. I mean, I take a chance like every now and again, like these future state things, and you know, I just grab the odd one. But as far as like collecting an entire run in floppies, I don't really do it anymore. I only jump on a floppy and collect them all if I know it's like limited run. But like you've got like amazing Spider Man from issue one with Spencer all the way through to what fifty or sixty it is now, isn't it? It's fifty eight. It'll be. So you you have all of those floppies. You have all the Immortal Hulk ones. Like yeah, like that's impressive, man. Like I'm, like honestly, I taught you well. 
Like all those years ago, <laughs> all those years ago when you came around and you saw my long boxes and you so naively flipped through them. You, didn't, you, you were young, you didn't know anything and I taught you and I showed you the way. I took you under my wing and I was like, this now, is what a floppy is, this is what a trade is. And you and found now I have your to way strike now. you down. And, and now you're the, the student has become the master. Yeah. You know. I will strike you down and you'll become more powerful <laughs> than I can possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm I'm trade waiting and, and being stingy. I like I you're feel flashing awful. the cash on the floppies. I feel awful, but I trade weight now on the stuff I didn't use to trade weight. So indies I'd like that deep beyond. I'm quite glad I did that number one because that saved me getting it on trade but uh coffin bound that's something i've been reading in trade and that's that's that sounds like something that jay leal would read yeah dude it's like it's so messed up like what happens in it it's like that he's who's let me go and grab it hold on waters someone waters does that ring a bell oh waters that's i'm sure that's the guy that that does homesick pilots he might you know do. Um, I think he did. Uh, what's his name? Um, what's that one about the devil? Uh, I think it's loosely linked to DC. Uh, it's, it's a TV show. Um, oh, Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah. yeah, I think it's somewhere. A lot of, well, well, if yeah. his name's Dan Waters, he's the writer on Homesick Pilots, which is on Image Comics. That's the one I was talking about last time with the punk right. band and the cross between The Shining and Power Rangers. Right. Well, what's really interesting is I picked up trade one of uh, Coffin Bound, read it, loved it, and then began got trade two and began reading that, and I was going, "What the fuck is going on? I don't know what's going on. Why are we here? Why?" And it's only um, like after reading it, I had to do some googling, and every series it's set in this Coffin Bound universe, but it's a story from that universe, from that world. So I've read the first trade, which is about the one woman's story. And then the next trade is about someone completely different, but is loosely linked to that woman you saw in the first story. But if you, so then I had to read it again because I was, I was like, right, I read that wrong. I'll do it again. But it's, um, no, I'd, I'd recommend Coffin Bound. If you like weird and the occult, um, there's, I mean, there's got the characters in there, which, I feel like could end up being tattoos on people because they just look so fucking cool, and it's it's worse. It's it, the humor is in the oddest of places as well. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it's really a hard one to describe as well because there's just so many. Like there's there's women who they rather than have a strip club, they live in a world where the ultimate like sin isn't to see a woman down to her skin but to see a woman down to her flesh. So you have them like girls dancing in a bar and then the people pay more and they'll start cutting the skin off the off the off themselves to the <laughs> flesh. And you can see like it's making the men like come in their pants or like piss themselves because they're that scared and stuff. And then the person who owns the bar has like these bandages which if he wraps you in it and you leave it like an hour you're healed. But they still feel the pain of the cutting, so then they're on all these intense what drugs, the and that's just a, that's just a strip bar. 
that's just a strip bar. There's all these weird things he's turned on his head. Like, the idea of death is something else completely there. And it's, it is. It's really cool. Really that sounds, cool. sounds uh, bizarre, but you've got my attention. Yeah, bizarre's the right word, actually. Bizarre. Um, you know, I would recommend it. You know what I want to talk about um, that I almost forgot? Um, Black Cat Issue 2. Have you read it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read it. Right. I loved it. <laughs> I... <laughs> hey, like, yes! I will eat this humble pie right now. <laughs> and, yeah, like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, that was so good. For, like, a King in Black tie-in issue I... two of, like, uh, you know, in my opinion, an, an unnecessary reboot and renumbering. Um, fuck, it was so much fun, wasn't it? Yeah! Like... Like, so much fun. The art was so good. Like, it was just a crazy ride, and I enjoyed every minute of it, and it took me by surprise, because like I say, I was proper, like, a Debbie Downer on this book and this writer and everything, wasn't I? Mm. Um, And then, you know, I read issue two, and uh, it just blew me away, dude. Like, I was like, that was sick. I'm going to carry on with this. What made you go for it again? Because you were so dismayed from last time. because I was, you know... I know you were going to carry on with it, and I thought, well, I may as well give it a go. I didn't have much on that week, so I was like, I'll, I'll check it out, and then we can talk about it, you know. And I can, you know, I can. <laughs> to be honest, I was like, I'll probably just like hate it, and then I can tell JB is wrong. But um, <laughs> I didn't. I loved it. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, think... I, I loved it. Proper like. It, 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 like you said, fun. I think that's the most important thing. That yeah. they, and more comics need to be more fun. Yeah, exactly. This is what comic books are about. Like this is this is when they're at their peak, when like it's just fun, dude. Like you know, it's like it's one of those where I'd reread that as a single issue just because I had a good time with it. You know, the art was good. It was genuinely entertaining and just awesome. Yeah. Is issue is issue three coming soon? Uh yes. I don't think it's this week, I think it's the week after. Right. But, but yeah. yeah, I did not expect to be like wanting an issue three of this and wondering when it was coming out. So yeah, that was that that'll be on the surprise hit of the year, that I reckon, if I don't get more surprised by by a book. Um, yeah. And the cover's so cool as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Told you mate, black cat. I knew it would be. Mm. I knew it would come back. I knew it would come back strong. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else, but I don't think, think there is much it. else because it's, it's it's been. This is what it's like, listeners. It's actually really been a bit of a disappointing time right now. If if you can recommend us anything, please let Chris know. Email him um, and tell us to read some stuff if you want to hear us read something in particular. Because right now, like Chris is rereading stuff. That's how bad it is. Um, he's, he's even buying books. I'm enjoying that have it. No it's, pictures. It's fine. He's buying books with no pictures in, and he's reading them, which that's hor- horrifying to me. Um, and yeah, I'm just literally just and looking forward to reading trades because every time singles come through, I just I let myself get a big stack now because I can't face what's going to be in them. <laughs> so. Yeah, cool, man. Well, um, like I say. We'll swap some books. I'll uh, I'll borrow the Electra one, and we'll come up with something of mine that you want to borrow. Yeah, and we'll 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 do another issue. I mean, we might even just do another catch up one next time. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Chris and JB unplanned. 
Cool, man. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. So thanks for joining me. No worries, fella. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, as usual, go over to www.talknerdy.uk. There we've got all sorts of new stuff coming out. So tell me again, season two has started with Dan and Pete and they've gone straight into it with Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> they've doing they've done Fifty Shades oh. of Grey, how the book compares to the film. Um, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Bear in mind, these are two straight men. Two straight men who, let's, I'll be honest. That should be the name of the podcast, Two Straight Men. <laughs> I'll be honest, they, um, they're quite intellectual and like, like you know, I, I basically they like their books a lot. So to step down to Fifty Shades of Grey, which is full of grammatical errors and all sorts, that should be interesting. Um, I've just done... I mean, I don't, I don't know these guys. How do they come up with the content? Like, what... What is the thought process behind? Because it seems like very all over the place. Like they did American Idiot musical, right? Yeah, that was one of the episodes. And then they did, they did. Did they do Watchmen? Watchmen, yeah. Well, they basically so they get to pick... there's a real mix of like you know nerd culture and um, stuff that's not nerd culture. Yeah, it's like they they essentially go. They do six episodes a season. Each of them pick three that they want to do um but when it comes near holidays they try and make it themed so the reason they did uh 50 shades of gray was valentine's day <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> so yeah go figure um so we've got that and then we've got the usual stuff we just had uh, a full Wonder Woman spoiler review go up. If you want to hear me and Chris talk about Wonder Woman, the comics, and a bit of a spoiler review, all of Chris's comics podcasts are on there. And I just uh, did one about Rebels. Uh, and yeah, and there's blogs and trailers and all sorts. Go check it out. Cool. Um, as for me, you can check out uh, the show on Facebook and Instagram at Chris's Comics Podcast. The Chris's has two S's. And you can follow my personal account on Instagram at Chris J Wakefield. And you can also follow mine and JB's t-shirt Instagram account at talk underscore shirty underscore two underscore me. And that's an account where we just post our t-shirt collection. And, you know... Yeah, and you can see this sick alkaline show long sleeve I've got on right now, which is dope! Yeah, I've got my Beetlejuice long sleeve on right now. With... I'm looking at my Beetlejuice long sleeve. It's just been in the wash. Oh, I've been wearing it too much. I've been sleeping in it. I think there's a bit of a problem now. I'm just I'm so, <laughs> it's, it's actually grafted to my skin. <laughs> it's from um, an awesome Instagram bootleg company called Bloody Alter. So go and check them out. Plug to those guys. Um, I've just pre-ordered their Donnie Darko long sleeve, which is on its way to me. So I can't wait for that one. But yeah, I've I've become addicted to long sleeves. Like ever since that Misfits one. Like, I, I I wasn't really into long sleeves, and I just bought that one because it was just so cool. Yeah, you motherfucker, because you made me feel like, oh, you were like, oh, I've never seen you in a long sleeve. And then it was only afterwards I was like, bitch, I've never seen you in a long sleeve, no, actually, no. you cunt. <laughs> but you, the way you made out that that's the only reason you didn't see to get me well, involved well, was my lack of long sleeve. <laughs> but you got involved, even though you have... The same lack of long sleeves. Yeah, well, I'd, like I say, I'd never really been into them. I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll get that. But you didn't pop into my head because I'd never seen you in a long sleeve either. I didn't think for, for one second that we'd become long sleeve junkies. <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, so go and go and check out Bloody Altar. They got some awesome stuff on their Instagram. Um, they've just done, done a shining one as well. I don't know if you can get that. I think it's off sale now, but uh, they they always put up leftovers like whenever they've uh, whenever they've done like a pre order, and uh, yeah, if they've got anything left, they'll put them up. So just keep checking out their Instagram page for updates. Yeah, if um, anything, if everyone goes there and just inundates them, going, "When are you doing the Misfits one again? When are you doing the Misfits one again?" Yeah. Was it them? Was it them who did it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone pressure them and they'll reprint it and I can finally get my Misfits long sleeve. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that's that. Um, yeah, and also, uh, for, uh, as far as the show goes, go to uh, Apple to like, rate and review it. Um, if you write a quick review, it makes massive differences on the algorithms and, and shit. And you can send me a message at Chris's Comics Podcast at gmail.com. And that's about it. So thank you everybody for listening. Over and out. Bye.